Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. Okay, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Fit for Life. I'd like to take a moment and let's just welcome in the Holy Spirit before we begin our teaching. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just come before you. We ask that your Spirit come and 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 move amongst us this morning as your word is taught. Father God, we know your word does not return void, and I pray that what you have placed in my heart today will touch the hearts of your people here in this room and those who listen to this podcast in the distant future. Now, Father, we thank you, we honor you, and we praise you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning, I do not have a story to get us started with, but let us go immediately to the Word of God. I've got three scriptures I'd like to read, kind of break down the verse concept, setting the stage of what we're going to begin to study. Amen. Our first scripture is in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 7. The Word says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord and not man. The next scripture, Colossians 3, 23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not man. And then Deuteronomy 13, 4. This is a big one. You shall walk after your God and fear him and keep his commands, obey his voice, and you shall serve him and hold fast. I would encourage you to commit that scripture to memory because as, as you uh, go throughout your walk, we are called to serve. And the message, or not necessarily the message, but the teaching today is serving God wholeheartedly. Now, uh, there are five things that I want to bring to you today to think about. I always like to try to teach to stimulate thought and a desire to go out and study. Does that make sense? I want you to think about what we're discussing, but I want you to hunger to go out and look for, for more of that word and, and, and study that and, and uh, gain additional revelation. Many times as I stand back in the back during this class, Pastor Lydia, Pastor Nancy, and others that come in, as, as they begin to teach, uh, scriptures start coming to my mind in addition to what they're teaching. I, I, you know, you know, I'll understand that. And so I make notes of that because when I get home or I go and get into my quiet time and study, I go back and refer to the message that was taught because I'm looking to extract even a deeper, richer meaning. And when I teach, I want to stimulate that for you. I want you to get out and reach and dig and look for deeper, even deeper meaning. Because I've only got 30, 40 minutes at the most with everybody here, okay? But what we're learning is life-changing. And for that to change, for that teaching to change your life, we've really got to dig into it and find the good, good nuggets, amen? So, of course, let's go back to Deuteronomy 13, 4. The word says, walk after him. Now, th- now this, is, this is our title. 
if you like titles, I titled it Ways to Serve Adonai. Amen? Ways to Serve Adonai. The very, very first thing is that we need to walk after him. In my study in, in walking after him, yes, we are to follow him, his ways. We are to, to learn to live and, and to um, uh, t- touch people's lives as Jesus touched people's lives. But walking after him as a servant of God, it is for us to share God's love, his light, and the good news. You know, everything that uh, we, uh, we, we strive to do as we s- serve God, but serve man, is to share that gospel story. Share that story of salvation. The second thing in Deuteronomy 13 was fear him. Fearing him is a sense of awe and submission. Now, I was studying years ago Isaiah 11. And in there, and you know how Pastor Larry teaches about when something is told twice, it says, fear God, have fear of the Lord. Well, um, and I'm pulling this from memory because it just come to me, is that we fear God by an awe and submission. We fear him because we do not want to pay the consequences of our bad actions. Amen. You know, we want to be in our right frame of mind or right actions. But here's one that really stood out to me when I was studying that. Do you remember when we were kids and we'd go off and get into some mischief and get in a little bit of trouble? Yeah, we were really scared of the consequences that we're going to have from our parents. But there was also a sense of the disappointment that our parents were going to have. And that always kind of scared me. Because I've always strived to do stuff the best I can. And uh, so to fear God through all submission, but let's strive. Let's, let's understand that, you know, we don't want to hurt his feelings also. Does that make sense? Amen? All right. The other thing on that scripture is keep his commands. Of course, we all know the laws and regulations. First uh, Kings 5, uh, Two and three instructs us in that manner. The other thing is obey his voice. Now, an illustration that the Lord pressed upon me that last night when I was studying is, do you remember during the wedding supper, Mary pulled Jesus aside and grabbed the wedding servants to come? You know, and she's like, Jesus, we need, we need wine. We need wine. And he's like, well, it's not my time. She said, come on, will you do this? And then she turned to the servants and says, Do whatever he tells you to do. Do whatever he tells you to do. So obeying his voice is to do whatever he tells you to do. If you're you're serving God and you spend your mornings or or any of your times in prayer, meditate on the word, you're going to hear him and you're going to know. And when he speaks to you in that still small voice or that Unction that you feel. He communicates to us all in certain ways, but do what he tells you to do. Because lying on the other side of the do is the blessing for you and the one that is being spoken to or receiving something from. Amen? So obey his voice. The other thing in, in that scripture, it says serve him. That's the foundation of our teaching today. But let's serve him with excellence. 
Let's give him everything we've got. Let's, let's dedicate our lives to our calling. This will be one of the, the, the topics of our conversation. It is about the calling that we have. And the last thing in that scripture, it says, hold fast to him. Holding fast to God is being anchored to him. We are tethered to him. We are, we are tightly secured. We are so confident, regardless of the storm, regardless of a situation, regardless of anything, we are anchored and held steadfast. So these are the things that are important for us to understand as we serve Adonai. Amen? I, uh, this morning, got up, and as I was concluding a study, and just coming in here and speaking to you guys is so important to God and to me also. It takes dedication, determination, and uh, sincerity. This is something I don't come do because look at me. I come here because God has called me to come here and to speak to you. And as I was praying to God this morning, he gave me this, and I had to write it down. But he says, everything we do is in service to something. Much of what we do is in service to ourselves. By serving our own needs, we are meeting our needs of survival, security, and pleasure. But when we choose to serve God and turn our focus away from our needs and to others, we live out, love the Lord with all your heart and love your neighbor. Jesus taught us that this is the essence of serving God. All service to God is accomplished through the power which he supplies, therefore binding us together with him. Very important to get that. So here are the five, and I'll make it quick. Here are the five things that he pressed upon me to study on the ways to serve God. Five ways. I'm going to go down the list, and then we'll go to each category. Number one, we serve God through prayer. We serve God through our giving. We serve God through our faith. We serve God through our understanding of our call. And then we serve him through our passion. So you ready to buckle up? Number one, how do we serve God through prayer? God will lay certain people on your heart. It's for me, God wakes me up between 2.30 and 4, a couple times a week, to get up and go into my living room and pray. Lord will verify it. And, uh, and, and I hear him get up and pray like uh, this morning, but I got up to pray for us this morning. I was, I was awoken and went and prayed for our group today. But he puts people's faces in my mind, like many, most of you. So as we pray for those people, it's a, it's, a, it's a service to God standing in the gap or lifting these people up. So we serve God through prayer, especially for others. So commit to pray for them and their needs. Commit to it. And pray for them on a regular basis. God will release those people from you eventually. But when there's a burden, like, I was burdened, and it was unbelievable. 
uh, almost every night for weeks, almost every night for weeks, God was giving me up to pray, and I didn't know what I was to pray for. So, of course, you know, you go down the list, you pray for your family, you pray for your church family, you pray for the leaders, you, you go through everything that impacts your life. And then I pray for the nation. And then I, and then I, I went to bed. Well, what I'm, what I'm getting at is that as I was praying, uh, I still felt an uneasiness. And what that uneasiness was, was the revelation of COVID. When COVID hit the earth, everything changed. And I had such a burden weeks and weeks before that. And I have those from time to time. Now, again, this is not about me, but I'm wanting to serve God through prayer. He wakes me up. I get out. I may pray 10 minutes or I may be out there for 45 minutes to an hour. It just depends on what he's put on my heart and what he wants me to do. But um, uh, it's just amazing that when you surrender and say, God, I want to serve you with all my heart, how he works through us. Now, you may not have that same desire, or not necessarily desire, but that, that thing that God places in you to get up and do that. But it's our responsibility to be mindful and prayerful of our family and of, of people of need. We, we run into people, and I'll, I'll get more into that. But I also want us to do, as we are praying for people on a regular basis, let us be sensitive to see those people as Jesus sees them. Very important. Let us not be judgmental and just with a la-di-da prayer and hope for the best. Let's, let's have that passion that Jesus had for us and for them. The other thing is let them know as you meet the people and you pray for people, let them know that you are praying for them. It's words of encouragement. Let them know, hey, I'm praying for you. The other thing, as I mentioned earlier, is let's pray for our pastors. Let's pray for our leaders. Let's pray for our nation. Let's pray for our community. Let us, let us serve. Let us serve God through our diligence in lifting up others around us. Amen? All right. So that's what I was trying to portray in regards to serving his prayer is let us be mindful. Let us pray. Colossians 4.22, as I close this point out, the word says, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. It's a burden to get up at 2.30 in the morning knowing that you got to get up and leave at 5 in the morning to go out and make your living. But I'm thankful that he has asked me and, 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 and I feel a sense of responsibility to do that. It's a wonderful place to be. But that's part of maturing too in your walk with God. Amen? So let us serve God through prayer. Point number two. How do we serve God through giving? Very easy. There are numbers of ways, numbers of ways to serve God through our giving. But through our time, our talent, and our treasure. Now, here's an example of that. Last night, I was at a home group. I was at Vernon and Beverly's home. Vernon and Beverly are serving God through giving. They are giving of their time by hosting it. This man here spends, I don't know how many hours looking at different videos for us to study, okay? So um, he serves in this time. He is gifted and talented as an individual in connecting with people. Both of them are. 
Beautiful. They also feed us. Not one person that comes through that door does not get something to eat. So that's an example of their giving. Their time, their talent, and their giving. Now we can do that in all areas throughout our life. For me, um, you call and say, hey man, I have a need, my car's got a problem. Well, with the experience and the talent that I have in the car business, I can say, well, it's this, this, and this. Get it to me and let me help you get it fixed. Simple as that. Vernon and Beverly represent the four walls of the church and out. I represent you outside the church where you have a need. Amen? So that's the way it's to give. Also, our giving is a reminder of the blessing God gave us. You see, God was motivated to give to us because of his love for us. He gave of himself as a person of Jesus Christ, and he gave in response to our needs. We are all in a need. We were all born into a dying world. And if it wasn't for Jesus Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection, God knew our need, and that's why he sent his son. Amen? The gospel story is something that's very important for us to remember in giving. Every chance that we get, share your testimony and your faith in the cross and in the blood and the power of the blood. We are to be the ambassadors. We are to be the light of the world. We are to be the salt. When we extend that to other people, we are giving somebody something they may not even be aware of that changes the entire trajectory of their life. So let us not be bashful in giving the gospel message. Amen? John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his begotten son. So let us serve by giving. Amen? All right, everybody good so far? Amen, amen, all right. Number three, how do we serve God through faith? Well, number one, it begins each day with prayer. Because without faith, why would you get up and pray to something that you have never seen? For us, we have experienced the goodness, the movement of God, the presence of God. Amen? But our responsibility of faith is to first off get up and say, Adonai, Yahweh, Father, thank you. Thank you for this day, for this is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. And let's go to work, and let's do battle, and let's win souls. Let's make a living for our family. Let's just be open-minded to all the opportunities which are out there in front of us as we serve. Amen? Here's another thing that I would like for you to make as a goal going into next year. For me, I'm gonna, I've been working on this. I've been studying this. But there's three things I want you to study and make a commitment to it. One, study faith. Get right in here in this word and find out what it teaches on faith. As you begin to study faith, I want you to begin to speak faith. I want you to speak what this says and what this says about you. So study it, speak it. And the third thing is act in faith.
act in faith. I have had my back up against the wall several times, even in recent weeks, out, out and about doing what I do. And the, the, the situation and the current uh, issue to solve the problem is not favorable. But I do not claim that. Just like if we have a health issue. Pastor Tiz is a great example. Okay, we got it, but we're, not gonna, we're, we're gonna do something different about it. I, she, she said something so eloquent about that. But study going into next year because I wanna see some very strong spiritual giants that walk in faith coming in and out of this class. We are called to serve and walk in faith. Hebrews 6.11 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God, much less serving. The word goes on, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, just like I said earlier, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. What a great promise, amen? The rewards of God. So let us serve God through our faith. The fourth one, how to serve God through understanding your calling. This is kind of a big point. There's, a, there's quite a few moving parts with this one. You may think, well, I know my calling, and my calling is to be in the children's church. That's awesome. I'm glad you know that. Amen. That's great. But it's broader than that. It's deeper than that. It's, it's beyond what you can comprehend. But I wrote this down, and let me read it to you. The concept of understanding the call goes deeper than any one aspect of life. Let that sink in. The concept of understanding the call goes deeper than any one aspect of life. The definition of a call is a strong inner impulse towards a particular course or action. How many of you had a burden for something and you got up and did something about it? Okay. To accomplish the call, let me back up. A strong inner impulse towards a particular course or action is accompanied by a conviction of divine influence. This this is a little, little kind of heavy, maybe a little bit. Got to think about it, but. God gives us all a different path. Like I I taught here a few weeks ago about our destiny. I don't know if everybody was here. I know some weren't. But God has written out our story in ancient days, long before we were even conceived. Our story has been written. If we allow our free will to just cause us to go willy-nilly, we're not going to find us in the destiny. But if we're sincere about serving God, if we're sincere about being in the will of God, there you will find your passion. You will find your conviction. There lies your calling. All of us have got something. All of us. I believe one of my, one of my callings is uh, I've been in business all my life, really, when I say all my life, you know, ever since I was in my early, early 20s, I've owned my own business. And as I've grown and matured, not only in business, but in the things of God, 
What excites me is taking a young business entrepreneur, man or woman, whoever, and begin to teach them biblical foundational principles and teach them business principles and watch them rise and gain. I, I, I love doing that with people. I love speaking into people's lives because there's not a whole lot in my industry that I've not seen. And when new people come in um, and, and, and they make a point to come down, I don't go seeking them, but when they come and visit with me, I'll ask a few pointed questions and find out kind of where they are mentally in business. And then I'll just start placing little nuggets in them as we pass by throughout the weeks, the months. And then it leads to a lunch. And then it leads to me coming to their store. Then it leads me to do this, that, and the other. And I find great joy in that. So that's, that's kind of a passion I have. But one of the greatest passions is being able to stand right here and to the best of my ability share with you to share the love of God, the word of God, what wisdom of God I understand, pour into you. That's part of a calling. To serve, to pray, to to help within these four walls, to edify the body, to lift you up, to lift anybody up. But I also find myself being lifted up by you. And I thank you. So the other thing I want you to understand as we shift is understanding your call in leadership, okay? Know that leadership and being a leader is not by choice. You may want to choose to be a leader, but really being a leader is a calling. To be a true leader is being a calling. And the true leader, and as a true leader, we have a heart to serve. It's not about what we do. It's about what we can do for you. It's not what you can do for me. It's what I can do for you. Our success as a leader is not about our accomplishments either. Once you get that straight, it's not about our accomplishments. It's all about our relationships. Because we were made and created for relationships. And I do know this, that if I'm working to help lift you up, I rise with you. I I am lifted with you. So why would I not want to go about helping lift people up, knowing that I also am being raised up? Amen? So let me encourage that. All right? Uh, Your calling in life is about relationships. And I have a quote here This I thought was very interesting. I love this. I do. Listen to this. God has entrusted you with every person you meet. God has entrusted you and you and you and you and you with everybody you meet. That's kind of a big deal. That's a big deal. So what are you going to do as we meet people? Let me go on. Our calling requires a dedication and a responsibility for doing something with the people we encounter throughout our whole life. Wow. But it's as simple as this. Helping somebody, lending a helping hand, sharing words of encouragement, praying for their needs. Honestly, the the 
possibility is endless. It's being in tune to the things of God and being led by God to help those that we are trusted with. Amen? So, Ephesians 4, 1 and 6. I urge you to live a life worthy of your calling. This is that segment, our calling, that you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. As I read that, the fruit of the Spirit, the attributes of Christ jumps right out at me. Just jump. Peace. Humility. Gentleness. All those things. So our calling is full of Christ. If we're working and operating in that call. So, let us serve through our call. Amen? You know, good? All right. Last one, and we'll be out of here. How to serve God with our passion. Passion is having a drive to pursue something greater than ourselves. If we have a desire to do something, we know that it's a challenge. When Laura decided she wanted to get into real estate, she hadn't done real estate. She had a passion to get in there because it was greater than what she could do. And she went out and did it. I was so proud of her. Through her classes, through her meeting people and selling homes. That's one thing. For me, coming up here and speaking. This job right here for me is greater than me. It really is, obviously. But I pursue it with passion. I I want to dedicate. Okay, here's the other thing. God put this passion inside of you. This passion was planted in you. And doing God's work effectively takes real passion. And it is a privilege to have a God passion. It's It's an honor. It's an honor. Okay? And the greatest passion of all is wanting to win souls and bringing the gospel story to a lost and dying world. As Pastor Larry says, tekun ulam. Let our passion be a passion to repair a broken world and help the people around the world as we do in this ministry. Let that be your passion. Yes, we can help right here in our community. but We have, a, a, we have an amazing ministry that we're in that has a far-reaching effect and impact. And we get the residual. We are under that. We are under that. That's amazing to me that my dollar goes and touches somebody in Ukraine or somebody in Africa or somebody in Europe. That's awesome. So to close this segment out, Romans 12, 11. Be, in, be enthusiastic. Listen to me. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Keep your passion towards him boiling hot, radiant with the glow of the Holy Spirit, and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. That is out of the Passion Translation. I want to say that again. Be be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Keep your passions towards him boiling hot, radiant with the glow of the Holy Spirit, and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. So let us serve God with our passion. Amen?
Okay, good. We're, we're close to closing. But I, I want to I share something with you here in closing. Galatians 6, 9 tells us, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in the due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. I want to share a story with you on this, because as we pursue in serving God, we're going to have adversity come towards us. And we're going to, there's going to be things that's going to try to take our eye off of what we're striving for. And I have a personal story for myself of this happening. In 2008, in September 2008, we had our financial crisis, if you all remember. Housing market busted, fuel is high, just a disaster. During that point in time in my life, in my career, I was contracted with a lot of corporate franchise car dealerships. And I traveled all over the place buying cars for these stores, along with one major account I had in Colleen, Texas. Okay? Everything was good. We're making money. We're serving God. We're involved in church. We're doing all these things. And then the crisis hits. And weeks into the crisis, I started getting the phone calls. Sorry, we're not buying anything right now. We're trying to figure out how to get rid of these cars. We don't know what's going to happen. So we go from making this figure to that figure. Boom. So that became a distraction. And um, I just buckled down with work. Church became being a focal to just a thing in the, in the back of my mind. Now, fast forward several months. It's a cold, cold February, Friday morning. I'm in Waco, Texas at a car auction. I'm trying to buy cars for me and figure out how I can sell them and make me and my wife some money. And I'm just consumed with that. It's just consuming my mind. Things of God, off the radar. I'm just consumed with this. Now, it was so cold that day, and there weren't very many cars. This particular auction ran three different car lanes, where car, three lanes where cars were running through. That morning, because it was so cold and nobody brought any cars to sell, they were running one lane. And they were running about 75 cars, not very many cars. And so it was getting close for the auctioneers to come out and get up on the auction block and begin to make their announcements and get ready to go and sell all their calls and do all that stuff, okay? And I'm standing there, and there's people all around because of the heater behind us. Okay, and I looked down on the ground, and I looked down on the ground. I saw this shiny little penny laying right there on the ground. And, and, and I looked at that penny, and I couldn't take my eyes off of it. And then I kind of looked around. I thought, well, maybe I'll pick it up. But there's people all over. There's people going by walking on the penny. There's guys over there kicking the penny around, and, and we're all pretty tight. And I'm just looking at that penny. Then the Lord said, clear as day, Mitch, what would happen if that was a $100 bill in there? People would be fighting for that $100 bill. <laughs> It'd be a free-for-all tackle, man. To get that C note, big time. So God told me, pick up the penny. So I kind of nudged some people. And who really goes around picking up penny? Maybe some of us all pick. 
Okay, I love it. I love it because I'm going to share a story with you about that. But I mean, here, here we are in a multi-billion dollar business, you know, and we're all out there spilling thousands of dollars on these cars day in, day out. Pick up a penny? Come on. I picked up the penny. I pushed him guys that way. I picked up the penny. And I looked at that penny. And immediately the Lord says, you're cheating me as though I'm a penny. Because sometimes we don't find any value in that penny. You're treating your calling. You're treating your gifts. You're treating the people that you're entrusted to. You're treating your passion as though it's a penny. As though it's a penny. And then he said, Mitch, get off the penny and know that I represent something greater in heaven than what you are distracted and concerned about today. I can do all things. All things work together. He says, get your priorities straight. This or that. Yes. Take that penny and understand the significance of it. Also, that penny represents divine moments that we meet people in our life. People are special to God. We are his ambassadors. We are called to preach, to teach, to love, to share. That is what we are designed to be and to do. And so from now on, and let me say this, that penny that I picked up in Waco, Texas, was with me in my wallet for a very long time as a reminder of my priorities being skewed because I allowed a situation that I felt was so big. Because let me tell you, within a matter of a couple weeks, I got a phone call, and we went right back to work at Westway Ford buying cars for them. Hey, buy all that you can buy. The market's good. Go buy cars. Off we go. But I allowed the distraction. Actually, this was my distraction. Worried about this and not really worrying about the value of the kingdom of heaven. We may not think this is worth much right now in this moment, but it's worth more. So, as I get ready to close, I thank you for your time this morning. I want us... I want us all to understand the significance in us serving God wholeheartedly. It's very important. But I also want to do something today. Is I'm just going to sit over here on this little chair. Pennies. And if you want to be reminded of what's really important and how significant it is for us to serve God, I encourage you to just come by before you leave and get a penny. Hang on to that penny. Because I still pick up pennies today. I don't care where I'm at. I don't care. I don't care if there's 10 people waiting for me in line and they got a whole stop. I'm picking up that penny because that penny right there represents all those things I talked about. But more important, it's the appointments that I have to impact an individual's life. That's what's important, man. Totally. Let's pray. You mind if I pray the blessing? Heavenly Father, thank you for today. And Father, as we 
begin to understand the revelation of serving, which we all know, we all know, just let us be reminded of the significance and importance. We thank you for that. Now, Father, I ask you to bless us and keep us. I ask that you make your face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. I ask that you lift up your countenance and give us peace. Father, may righteousness and peace and joy of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of heaven, consume us. And that we are like a tree planted by the streams of living water. And that our leaves never wither. And we produce fruit in every season. And wherever we go and whatever we touch shall be blessed. We praise you now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless everybody.